how am I going to like make a living? Is it going to, do I work in a nonprofit? Do I work in a private practice? Do I specialize in kids, adults, marriages, all these questions. And I hadn't even taken the test. <laughs> the Lord was just like, Hey, which he often does. It was just like a, it's okay. Like calm down. Uh, I get that those things are important to you. Just take this next step. And the next step wasn't even study. It was sign up for the test. Welcome to the Tiger Alumni Podcast from East Texas Baptist University. My name is Carrie Johnson, class of 1994. And as the Director of Alumni Relations at ETBU, I'll be your host. Every day I have the opportunity to meet and visit with phenomenal alumni of various ages and stages in life. I always feel a little guilty that others don't get to hear what we talk about, so we've decided to capture some of those conversations with the hopes of sharing them with you. I'm so glad you're here. Today I get to visit with Jacqueline Ramos, a 2012 and 2017 graduate from Rowlett, Texas. I, you know, I started at ETV as a nursing major. Yeah, I wanted to do missions and I was like, nurses are allowed anywhere. If the Lord calls me somewhere scary, it'll be fine. I'll be a nurse and people let them in nurses and teachers. I was like, it's one of these two. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I took a semester of my nursing course or just a general basic classes and I hated it. And I was not good at it. Like it was, it's a really strong word, but truly I was like, no, this is not for me. But I, I did another semester and then I worked at, uh, Pine Cove Christian camps. And I learned that you could like, there was this job where you could sit one-on-one with people and talk to them about hard things and like, just listen and help them hopefully like feel better by just listening and when there was an LPC on staff at Pine Cove and he like basically came in and did this training uh and then I was like yeah psychology sounds good took a psych class loved it and then but even then was still like and people at ETBU will tell you like even that are so like Miss Barb especially and will say like oh you I don't know that I actually officially decided I want to be a therapist until like after graduate school. Oh. <laughs> so like, because I kept thinking, Oh, I'm going to do ministry somehow. Like I, I know God's called me into ministry. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, but after school, I went uh, after college. Even then I was like, okay, I have a degree in psychology. Can't do much with that. Uh, so maybe I'll still like do ministry somehow, work for a church. I went overseas and, uh, served in Cardiff, Wales. And at the church in Cardiff, I was able to shadow this, uh, lady who was the church therapist. Like she did therapy at the church, um, which was really cool. I'd never heard of a church that had like a therapist on staff to provide counseling for the members. Uh, which is really tricky as well because she like her hair had a lot of secrets. <laughs> she hid all her secrets in there, but, but also like she just managed it really well. And so then I realized, okay, maybe this is what I, I do want to do. I'll figure 
I'll figure this out somehow. My visa was up. I moved back to Dallas and um, the president of ETVU at the time called me and said, you should come work here. Uh, we would love to have you. So I went, interviewed, worked in admissions. And I said, I'm going to work here for two years, maybe max. Cause like, I've traveled the world. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be in Marshall, Texas. And, uh, the Lord had different plans and I'm very thankful because, uh, two years in, I was able to move from admissions to academic success and I was able to start, uh, my graduate degree, um, at a, at little to no cost because I was on staff. Um, and I remember Dr. I think it was Dr. Nisley or Dr. Deal who I interviewed with. They were both like, I was very afraid and I didn't think that I could do school well because I, I did good in my, in the classes that I loved, I did well in undergrad. Um, but I just didn't like school as much in undergrad. Like I, I was not a high performing student. I, I was okay with a B with a C like I was like, that's fine. But yeah. And so Dr. Nisley and deal were like, you can do this, this, your undergrad GPA, your undergrad performance doesn't define who you are. Like you can do this program. You're going to be great. We're going to support you. If you can't, then, you know, you tried. So I did it and like aced my way through that program. And I was so shocked. I was like, what? (laughs) I had never seen uh, those numbers before in like consistently. It was like every, yeah. So that was really sweet of like, I worked really hard, but also the Lord gave me so much strength and uh, endurance. And it's different when you're, you're not, you're not a 19 year old trying to do mm-hmm. school year. I was 23. I wonder if you think it had to do with maturity or content and um, devotion to the content and liking yeah. what you're studying or a little of both. Probably both. Um, and I, yeah, I was then invested because I was like, I was paying for the books, the like extra tax stuff. Um, I was also working full-time at the school. And so I was going to school at night. So it was like, this is really hard to take nine hours and work 40 hours. Mm -hmm. And I need, yeah. And and I don't have a social life. (laughs) These sweet, sweet, this sweet, sweet couple is letting me live in their house rent-free. I can't like, I, I need to get it together and like do this. Well, I was, uh, finishing graduate school. And I moved into, uh, I would, I had just moved into a house and in this house, there was, my roommate had this really big gray dog. You've probably seen her on my Instagram. She's real cute. Um, not the roommate I have now, but in Longview and I was on a walk with her and I was like, God, I don't, I don't know. I have this counseling degree. I'm about to have a counseling degree. And I, you know, in graduate school, you do counseling in your practicum. So I had tasted it and I was like, you know, these 
my professors have watched me counsel on video and say that I'm good at it, but I like also really want to do it. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. This test terrifies me, the national counseling exam, because it apparently it's so hard. And, you know, I was hearing all these things and uh, the Lord just so kindly reminded me to just take the next step. Like you don't, you don't have to plan and worry about where you're going to practice or even like what you're going to specialize in. Cause those were the things that were flooding my mind. Where am I going to do counseling? What, how am I going to like make a living? Is it going to, do I work in a nonprofit? Do I work in a private practice? Do I specialize in kids, adults, marriages, all these questions. And I hadn't even taken the test. (laughs) The Lord was just like, Hey, which he often does. It was just like a, it's okay. Like calm down. Uh, I get that those things are important to you. Just take this next step. And the next step wasn't even study. It was sign up for the test. So I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> done. <laughs> so done. So I was like, I got a counseling degree. It's fine. I don't <laughs> know. I was also worried that the license would re- uh, get in the way of like the code. Of, I was afraid of the code of ethics that it would hinder me from doing ministry or, you know, what if I can't share my faith in the therapy room? It's, it, I was just not aware of a lot of things. Um, so I think then I decided, okay, I signed up for the test. I'm going to take it. If I fail it, we'll deal with that. If I pass it, we'll take the next step. Yeah. And uh, I passed it by the grace of God. It was so long. And then I went to, it's like, okay, I've got this past paper. What do I do now? Uh, then I, was thinking about applying for the license and my friend who had mentored me for years since I was in middle school connected me with this guy who was the CEO of this therapy counseling center and he was like hey we've got a position open we'd love to have you interview I interviewed and then like two weeks later I was planning a move to back to Dallas to be a therapist at this place. And I think that like, once I stepped into the therapy room, I was like, officially as an LPC intern, I was like, mm-hmm, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is it. This is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because I loved in academic success. I loved sitting with students and doing academic coaching. And it always felt like this is not, this is academic coaching, but also like, if you saw my undergraduate transcript, you would be like, you have no business coaching these kids in academics. Uh, and yet the Lord just used me. And I, I know that the, for me, the students that I got to work with were not, um, it's not that they couldn't do the work. It's that there was always a story underneath of why mm-hmm. they weren't performing well, either right. like parents are struggling. I don't feel adequate. I'm like hurting in this way, past trauma, getting in the way, like whatever it was, there was always a, a story that was informing their current situation. Right. Um, that and was you were, true. you were very good at what you did. Um, because, oh, uh, thank you. before I 
before I worked here, my son came as a student. Yeah. And you were, you were one of the names. He came home and he was like, mom, because I'm on the baseball team, I have to meet with this lady in academic <laughs> success, but you would love her. Like, I really think that you guys would be really good friends. And I was like, okay, I, all right. And then a few months later, I started working here and, uh, I think you stopped right. me on campus and you were like, uh -huh. Hey, you, we, we're supposed to be friends. I was like, I yeah. know I've been told. <laughs> yeah is he so, married now um about to be in October wow yep uh and so and like I think I, I think you you are right in that I think even professors would say that their impact on students like though their relationship is academically based um yes it's there's so much going into that and it is yeah um did they ask about your grandfather did they show up at your hockey game like there's so many other elements that yeah. get and the relationship is academic mm -hmm. but life is life and shared life is shared life and um yeah not I, I think that's what i think you um are a great example of what's happening in a lot of places uh, at etbu with making relationships and living in community, no matter how the relationship is structured or framed. Um, we know that, uh, that God is in it all and truth is in it all. And mm -hmm. it all has to be, um, sort of explored. And so I, I can only, I just think that you are probably, that was probably a really good fit, um, both for the students who met with you. And then it sounds like, it equipped you in some ways and, and affirmed some totally. things, um, yeah. for your career. Um, how did you choose ETBU? How, uh, how did you get here? Uh, well, you know, I was trying to be in a nurse and my cousin who actually also worked at ETBU for a little while, uh, Timothy, he was on staff at DBU. Okay. And all of my friends, I went to a small Christian private school in, in Garland, and all of my friends were going to DBU or they were going to Richland College, which is a community college nearby. And the, I don't know if you know this about Latinos, but like once we like figure out, I went to a, my school was primarily Latino based. And so once there is like one family that like picks a place, it's like, oh, brother so-and-so's son went here so we're gonna try it and so it's like everyone went to dbu because jonathan and liz and ever all these like this family had decided they were going to dbu so uh yeah it was kind of like this we're gonna go there so i was talking to my cousin tim and he was like hey we don't we don't have a nursing program they didn't at the time uh he was like but there's a school in east texas called etbu and they have, he was telling my dad this, they have a nursing program and they're similar, like Christian school, smaller, you know, all the things that would be great. And so it was like June and I was, I was just going to go to Richland college. Cause I, I don't know why academically, I just was like, ah, it'll work out like very, like not not who I am today or you know I think it surprises people when they learn this about me because they're like wait what like you didn't have a plan for 
college and I, I really didn't like if it was, if it was not for my dad, my sweet dad, um, it was June. He on a Saturday morning was like, let's go get in the car. And I was like, where are we going? We're going to go visit ETBU. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, so we like get in the car, drive to ETBU, me, my mom, my younger brother and I, and, uh, my brother looks I don't know why they thought he was the student not me he's four years younger than me but I guess he looked like a senior in high school and uh Jason Souls was the admissions director at the time and he was like hey like showed us around and I applied that day we figured out a plan I like figured out a plan to come in the fall we like signed some things and I was moving in like a month and a half later, which was crazy. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm then, so glad you did. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I need to thank my dad for that. I don't, I don't know that I have, but yeah, just his like, no, like, and I think I, I know that I would have been fine if I had gone to Richland, I would have transferred somewhere maybe ETB, I don't know. Um, but he saw something like greater in me than I was seeing for myself and was like, no, let's go. We're doing this. And I love how the nursing program brought you here <laughs> and it didn't have to be the thing you linked up with long-term, but it brought you. Yeah, here. it did. Yeah. It's not so, what kept me, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I think I yeah. think we get too, too bogged down in what is God's will for our life. And yeah. in that season, you thought it was nursing yeah. and you were, I don't believe you were wrong or out of touch with God's will. Um, mm -hmm. We just, God's will is not like a packet, a one package that you have to, you know, like it, it's a journey. Right. And, and yes. that got you around the curve where you yes. needed to be headed. And mm -hmm. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, so you've mentioned um, faculty uh, and staff. Um, talk to me about um, connecting with alumni. Is that meaningful or does it have value uh, to you? Are you? Do you keep up with people that you came to school with? Yeah. So my best friend is Natalie Morrison. She's a graduate of ETBU. Um, she and I lived together for three years, um, our sophomore and junior and senior year. Um, I went to her son's one-year-old birthday party last weekend. So <laughs> I know he's just a pumpkin. He's so cute. <laughs> um, his name is Henry and they call him Hank. Um, oh, but oh he, cute. It's the cutest. Uh, but no, yeah, I think that there's val. I see value in connecting with other uh, people that I went to school with. I actually just in school and undergrad, I like ran with this like really tight knit group. Um, we like did everything together. We and we had family dinners on Monday nights, so we would like every Monday. We, either they would come to our apartment or we, the guys, or we would go to theirs and we would cook dinner. Um, and none of the, none of the, at the time, one of the girls and one of the guys were dating, but like, none of us ended up 
like dating or marrying each other, which is so it's sweet now to see like everyone kind of off, like doing their own thing. Um, so I'd say I keep in touch with Natalie and then one of my other roommates, the other two girls that I lived with, I keep in touch with every once in a while, but Natalie lives so close. So it's easy to pop over to her house. Um, yeah. And there's friends all over. There's another girl that I was really good friends with in college that I still keep in touch. She's my connection to if gathering she works at, um, yeah. Jordan Perry mm-hmm. she works at if gathering and because of her, like I've gotten to do a lot of cool things with them. Um, I want to come volunteer so badly. Yeah. You need to um, meet Jordan. I- you would love her too. I need to, I need to make that. I tried so hard last year to make that happen and I just yeah. couldn't, couldn't pull it off, but, um, it's on the list of things yeah. that I think are, is important. That's great. Um, I love it. so if I say the light on the hill never dies, what comes <laughs> to your mind? Um, I just think like, Oh, in, in the, I think when I first hear it, I'm like, that's cheesy. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but also what comes to my mind is just like a flood, like it just like floods my mind with memories of sweet times on mm. the hill, like sweet times at ETU. Yeah. Um, and the, the cool thing that I get to have that not a lot of other people have is like, a, I have like a double like when you said connect with alumni, I thought of my undergrad peeps, but like there are so many from when I was in graduate school working there, babies that I think of are still in college that are now like mm-hmm. married, have kids. Like, yeah, all of my brother's roommates that I kind of like took them all into under my wing and was like, okay, I'm going to be y'all's big sister. They're all like having kids and there are friendships that I, uh, Lauren Moore is one of my dear friends and I met her, we were both on staff there. So like, she's not an alumni, but it's like this co- like connection that yeah I made at ETBU. So, so when you say that, I think of just countless sweet memories and play, like, I think of the place where I think the Lord met me in college. I was, I was a believer. Um, but I really think my faith had to become my own where it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, no one's telling me to read my Bible. I just like, what do I do with that? (laughs) um, Even, you know, I think about a dear friend that I met at ETU who I wish I kept in touch with them more, but they're, they're in Shreveport. It's hard to like connect. Um, but I learned so much, like they, the way that they worshiped God so freely, I like, I remember watching them worship together. I was like, man, I want to lead worship together. I want to, I want to experience God in that way. And I think I got to, um, but yeah, I think of all, I think of all the fun the ways the Lord has met me. Um, yeah. Did I lose you? Yeah. Um, if you had five minutes with today's college students, 
What would you want to make sure you said? Man, Carrie, that's a great question. I mean, five minutes. I would say that the God of the universe, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, has created you in his image. And you are mind, body, spirit. And please make sure that you care for your mind, for your body, and for your spirit. Um, However, whatever that looks like. But um, yeah, I would say those things. And I would also remind them who they are. Um, I think if they don't know Christ, right, that's one conversation. But I think one of the things that's been instrumental in my life as of late has been just this reminder of who I am uh, as a daughter of God and uh, daughters of God do things. They, uh, they care, they defend, they have this like ownership. Um, They know who they are. They trust that their father is going to care for them. So just that like reminder of, I don't, I really, I truly don't have to worry I truly don't have to work for approval because I know, I know who I am. Um, Mm. So I would say probably those things like care for, care for yourself in those ways. Um, And then remember who you are, who's, who's and who you are. Yeah. Well done you. That was very nice. five minutes good night not enough oh my goodness well um what is what's next for you what's next um like on my uh i'm going to spain next week oh that's casual yeah it's fine super casual totally (laughs) you you had to go um oh the spain thing yeah i could yeah that's next next well, it's not till ne- like what do you mean what's next it's um, not till next week it's yeah, spain that's it's next fine. week yeah it's fine. no my sweet friends are in spain and they invited me to come join them for a week so okay i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go to barcelona and just go on vacation it's been a really hard hard summer uh, therapy wise, I specialize in trauma. And so I sit with a lot of, I, God has called me to sit with other people in really hard places. Yeah. And that's, I know, like I've written that down, like that's my calling. Uh, and so I, yeah, it's just been a rough summer of like processing a lot of different stories and haven't taken a vacation. My dad has also been sick. And so, trying to care for him and help mom out there and also celebrating a new addition to our family. And so, um, it's just been a lot of a roller coaster of emotions this summer. So I'm excited to go on vacation next week and good. I'm excited for you traveling and then getting ready for the fall. Like classes are starting up at church. Um, people, when school starts, people come back to counseling. <laughs> so my calendar is already filling up, but wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm super proud of you. I'm all right. Well, I, I know it. you want to enjoy your Sabbath and, uh, and I've got you. 
Yeah. I'm sure I have things I can do. Yeah. This was the highlight of the day. It's, it's downhill from highlight of mine. I agree. (laughs) Um, okay. Thank you so much, friend. See ya. Bye. Find more alumni spotlights by visiting www.etbu.edu slash alumni. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And may the light on the hill never die.